Red Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Down to about a week and a half before opening day, a week from Thursday on April 1st, so just kind of rolling through the last several games of spring training. Going to talk some starting pitching tonight. We'll have some thoughts on J.D. Martinez, kind of struggling a little bit. We're going to touch on the bullpen, on how phenomenal that is, and of course we reserve the right to freestyle at any point on any topic Charlie Smith, Andrew Dwan with me tonight. We had to bring Andrew on so the show wouldn't be so negative. <laughs> Job, Charlie, and myself. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was we don't need. <laughs> we don't need that overwhelming negativity uh, to start people's weeks off. You know, you you want to get off on a, to a Monday on a good foot. I I hey, was I the nice Andrew. guy on most of those, but he was, but, it felt so. It felt weird. It felt dirty. It just felt odd. I've been doing so much laundry though because the Red Sox haven't been winning the whole time. Andrew, you don't know this, so I wasn't washing my Red Sox shirt so long as the Red Sox kept winning. A tie counted as a non-loss. I've been doing a little bit more laundry lately, unfortunately. But there was a good span. You didn't see me. I probably didn't smell the best, but I looked good. Six games in a row. He, uh, you know, so wear the same shirt, baby. Same shirt. Yeah. Yep, so let's and, just... Andrew's not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing up some stats here. <laughs> so nice. uh, getting into the pitching, since we last recorded, which was Wednesday or Thursday night, um, kind of had some blips these last few days. Martin Perez gave up five runs. Nathan Avaldi gave up five runs. Avaldi has been struggling, so that continues to be a concern of mine. And uh, Nick Pavetta today uh, had been very consistent uh, leading into today's start and did get thumped for six runs. So all three tagged for five or more runs. Uh, Charlie, go ahead. Um, I'm I'm actually a little bit concerned, not so much about Martin Perez. And I know that I think Jason is really high on Martin Perez. I think, Andrew, you're high on Garrett Richards. I don't know anyone that's high on um, Pavetta. And the concern about today was that uh, it was you start off the inning with letting someone on base. And then the first two innings started the same way. You struck out the second guy on three pitches. You kind of seemed to get the thing going. And in the second and the fourth inning, it was like the wheels fell off and it was like fit a square peg in a circle hole. Just everything kind of blew up. And I know that Pavetta last year ended the season on a high note, but I'm not as concerned about Perez as I am about Pavetta. So that's that's my one thing going into that between those two guys right now, because we've seen Martin Perez do a little bit, you know, we freestyle all the time on the show. We've seen him kind of do his thing. Pavetta, I'm still, I'm still nervous. The jury's out on Pavetta. I don't know. 
like if someone were to say, do you want him or do you not? I, I would say you can make a case for both. I, I just, I don't know, Andrew, what do you think? I mean, I'm not worried again. It's the first time either of these guys let up more than one run all spring. So no one was going to go through the spring with the perfect season, you know? So Pavetta today, his stuff didn't look bad. Um, he was barely missing on uh, the ball, the ball calls and it fell apart when he got squeezed on a should be strike three and it wasn't, you could tell by his body language, it definitely rattled him. And then he walked a guy and the wheels kind of fell off a little bit, but no one's expecting anything more than a low force ERA out of Pavetta, you know, a guy that can start 30 games potentially for you. So I'm not too concerned, definitely not concerned about Perez. He didn't have it the other day, but other than that, um, He's looked great so far uh, in spring. He's faced some good lineups and obviously faced a good lineup in the Braves. And, you know, these guys are starting to see these pitchers over and over again. You know, it's not like we're branching out and playing uh, every team throughout the league. We're facing the Braves like, you know, sometimes like three and four days. So they're – gets to be a familiarity with uh, the pitchers and hitters. So what, you know, when they don't see them twice in a week, I'm sure he'll have better results, but definitely something to monitor. Might as well get it out before the end of spring training though. I, the one thing I found a little bit interesting about him was that last year, Pavetta was not a member of the Red Sox all season long. Pavetta was a Philly, correct? Correct. Well, he right. finished the season in Boston. He finished the season in Boston, but he should be familiar with Pittsburgh. He's doing well against Minnesota. He's doing well against Tampa Bay twice, which is great because Tampa Bay seems to always have our number. They, you know, pick a number between one and a thousand, and they always get it. And he does. He did well against Tampa Bay twice. But I, of the four appearances, if if you were to look at the four, I would have thought, okay, he might struggle in Tampa Bay twice. What's the sure bet team you would have thought he would have done well against? I I would have said Pittsburgh, and I just find it interesting. Like it could have been just complete outlier, like isolated incident. He comes out next time and he does great, and I shut up because there's a whole there could be a whole lot of me shutting up this year. There wasn't a whole (laughs) lot of me shutting up last year, but I just found it I just found it like me personally interesting. Like the one team that you face so far, you should be the most familiar with. At least in my eyes, you didn't do that well against. So I just Maybe they knew him. Is that like a sign of, of something to come? You know, once once teams can lock on to him, is this going to be the result? Is he going to get rattled if uh, pitch doesn't go his way? If once they see him once or twice in the in the rotation, um, I don't know. I, that that was the one thing that I just well, found to be interesting. I I don't know if any of these guys on Pittsburgh were ever on the team when he faced them because we know they've definitely switched it up. I I don't. How many guys are they returning? You know, I mean, Cabrian Hayes is coming up. I don't know if he saw any uh, time in the majors last year. Um, but yeah, it, I don't think that just having the Pittsburgh National League connection is uh, that concerning for Pavetta today. And Pavetta was shut down pretty quick last year. He didn't really see much time uh, with the big club in Philadelphia. And uh, assuming. They were probably just trying to work on some stuff, but um, he ended up with the Red Sox, put together a couple of good outings. And as I said in the previous episode, we're taking what we can get 
out of a guy like Pavetta. And we're, we're just kind of hoping for the best. And in a small sample size, he's been pretty good. So today, as far as falling apart when he didn't get the strike three, that's going to be reigning in his emotions in those moments is going to be a big part of being successful in Boston because if he's getting heckled or it's a big start against the Yankees and he's just not composed, we need a guy who can compose himself. So hopefully Alex Cora, Dave Bush, and you know whoever else is on the, the pitching coaching staff can, can rein that in. But... My concern is with Evaldi right now. <laughs> Just, I don't know what to make of him. I think there's, this, this could be one of the worst seasons of his career, I, I feel like. He's been around the plate way too much, which is hard with, you know, straight as an arrow fastball that he's featuring, even though it's, it can hit 101. But, you know, if if it's straight as spaghetti, it's not going to be effective against a guy like Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton. So he's going to have to work on being a little more out of the zone, as weird as that sounds, especially when we talked about, you know, the Red Sox pitchers having issues walking people. But he's going to have to have a little more controlled wildness if you want to say uh he just can't sit over the heart of the plate you know and that's just a recipe for uh just absolute disaster but we i think we know at this point where we're gonna we get with the valdi it's gonna look really good in some starts and really bad in others and then we won't see it for a couple weeks then rinse and repeat on point i i agree with that uh you he's got to work on controlled non-control um, and Terry hit this up last time we were talking was that, uh, first time to the rotation, it was like, all right, cool. We're just, we're seeing them hurling like hundred miles an hour, just like straight missiles, dude. Like you're just, you're not even going to see them. And, uh, the problem is they keep coming in the same spot. It's like, all right, cool. Fastball, not fastball, fastball. And I know it's going to be in and around this area. So his control is on point. That's not the issue. And, and like you both just said, he needs to work on changing up the game because if he becomes too readable and if you anticipate everything, all I have to do is sit, sit fastball, sit fastball. I think his curveball is going to have to be a little bit more of a weapon because, I mean, you can get some swings and misses on that and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the zone. And I don't know if he should be going to that more on two strikes or what, but fastball cutters, I just, I, I think he's going to live on two. I think he's going to get tattooed. Yeah. You can't live on two pitches in the bigs. You could barely live on three. If you want to live on two, you're, you're a closer. And I mean, you have to have the best of that specific pitch period. And it can't even be debated. Like Mario Rivera had a cutter. He had a couple other pitches, but did it really matter? I mean, his cutter was disgusting. They should just rename it the Mariano. <laughs> Done. You know, like best cutter ever. That's all he threw at times. Yeah. Hitters knew it was coming. They still couldn't, still couldn't hit it. But yeah, so uh, the, you know, not not a great week for a few of those starters anyway. Erod goes tomorrow. Um, Richards probably will get into a game this week. 
let's kind of get into uh, the the hitting a little bit. Um, that's not going stellar either. Devers hitting 189, Verdugo 167, Bogarts 188. I'm not overly concerned with them. I'm fairly certain they will figure it out. J.D. Martinez, though, is one guy I've got a lot of questions about. Currently, he's hitting two forty three with a two ninety three on base percentage, and that only went up after drawing a couple of walks today. And this is kind of a, a really wonky stat. His slugging percentage right now is two ninety seven with zero home runs. Mid thirties, you know, he's he's not young anymore, so Yeah, if it looks if it starts looking like it's a, a bat speed issue, um, then I definitely think some red flags go up. Today he looked better, took a couple walks, had a really good swing on a double um down the left field line, which you know, usually when he's going right, he's going opposite field, but he pulled the hell out of it. So hopefully this will get him going. But yeah, he's definitely there, there are some caution flags going up around him because he is definitely a, a catalyst of that lineup. They're going to need him to contribute to hit close to 300 um, in the you know top third of that lineup. So if he doesn't get going, that's going to limit some of the pitches that Verdugo is going to see. And I mean, it, it all trickles down. So if he's not going right center field with authority, we're, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble. But I do... I do think the back end of that uh, lineup is going to pick up a lot of a lot more slack than we've ever seen before uh, in years past, especially when it comes to power numbers. I uh, I'm, I'm with Andrew on JD on this one. Um, so some fun little stats: his uh, his two walks today. I mean, as you already you know mentioned, the double was nice. That's his second double of the spring. He's had two doubles. He had two doubles today. He's had three on the spring, zero before that. It's the first time he's had a double since his last two-hit game. He's had two of them this spring. What else do you want to know? He didn't strike out today. He's only had two games this spring without a strikeout. So if this is the tide turning and something's starting to click, then great. But the fact that he still does not have a home run, I don't want to say I'm disappointed. I don't want to say I'm angry. I'm actually just confused. Like, what happened to JD? Like, two, three years ago, you have a guy who's just cranking. Like, you you literally have a guy just, people are afraid to pitch to. And now it's like the memory of JD Martinez. Like, where did you go? Like, call an Uber, find this kid. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. It makes no sense. It's great that he's drawn walks, but... The power is not there. You have two extra base hits in the spring. You have three RBIs total. You got players on the team that have more home runs than you have RBIs. And you're supposed to be one of the best hitters on the team. So I'm with Andrew. I'm happy to see the the, the double. Uh, and I know you're going to say something. I'm happy to see the double. I'm happy to see that he got on base three times. But I am I am concerned. I am a little confused. Yeah, I'm not too worried about last year's numbers because he admitted as much, and it's kind of speaks a little too like to his mentality. But he admitted not being ready when they started up the season again. So um, I think last year's a wash. But the the fastball, the catching up to the fastball, that's my one concern. I do think 
he'll come around. I He's too good of a hitter not to, but I would say maybe expect 75, 80% of 2018 JD in best case scenario. I don't think we're going to get a uh, clone of 2018 JD ever again. You know, when, when he was brought in, when he was signed, he lived up to the hype that first year. People were saying he should be an MVP candidate. There were concerns that maybe he might cost Mookie from winning it because they would split the vote, so to speak. Some people were talking about. And 2018 is the only championship we've won without Big Poppy. So he came in and he was that big power hitting bat in the in the three four hole and and we won a championship because he gave us poppy like production and i just what does the lineup look like if he has to be dropped to the seven or eight hole i just probably move devers up to three everyone just slides on up maybe renfro's in the four i don't know you're gonna (laughs) definitely have to play some musical chairs yeah. Doesn't this alarm you though? The fact that JD Martinez and we we mentioned this before. Just because you're getting 25 million a year doesn't mean you should be in the three hole or the four hole. Because let's be serious, Carl Crawford should not have been hitting one two when he's in Boston making 20 plus million a year. Guy was trash. Did not get it done. Should never have been hitting there. Uh, wouldn't that just kind of send a message to JD? Like, yep, you know, I know you used to hit three four and you know unlikely event five, but. Just given the circumstances and tide turning and global warming, we're just going to have to have you bat seventh or sixth. I mean, don't you think that could shatter that kid's confidence too? I mean, I guess I shouldn't say kid anymore. He's been in the league long enough. This, this kid's this guy's supposed to be a vet. But I mean, if the power's not there, you're not afraid to hit you pitch to him. Maybe that opens up more opportunities to him. I don't think he draws as many walks. I think he strikes out more. And I definitely don't think he drives in as many runs. Home run numbers are probably going to go down too. So wishful thinking, 75, 80%. I think it's more like two thirds. Like if, if you're, if you're playing your cards and you're, you're really throwing, you know, you're going all in maybe two thirds if he's batting that low in the lineup. Well, you know, I think if he was struggling to start the season, I don't think they would drop him. Actually, I think they might even move him up to two and maybe put uh, Xander in the three hole and try to get him more, um, you know, pitches to hit. And hopefully that jump starts him a little bit. Because even if you get the 2014 JD, which wasn't the huge power season, it was 23 home runs, 76 RBIs, but he hit 315. So I think we would all take that out of J.D. Martinez at this point. We got a few good years out of him. Obviously, on any five-year contract, the back end of the years are going to be a little more questionable. But um, if he can give you twenty, if he can give you twenty-five home runs, I'm happy with that. I don't expect the 35, 40 home run J.D. Martinez anymore. I just, I, I just don't at this point. Um, so for me, it's more about average for him and uh, middle of the road power. Bogarts, to me, is the guy that gets inch forward more. I mean, it depends on who leads off. I mean, if it's – do we know who's leading off? Has that been said yet? Um, I thought he kind of pretty much said that it was going to be uh, Kike and then Verdugo and then 
you know, fill okay. in the blank. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you said that. That was either going the one or do. I think that was makes a lot of sense. This morning. Yeah. Okay. So Bogarts potentially, if I got my way, would end up in the three hole, which sounds kind of foreign. Right. Like he, <laughs> he's never really hit at that point in the order. Um, you know, so it would go, it would go Kike, Verdugo, Bogarts, and then presumably Devers. And then I'm not a, I'm still not a Hunter Renfro guy. I know it's only spring, but his on-base percentage happens to be right now about what his career on-base percentage is, right around 300. So that's not a guy I would really like to have in the five hole. I mean, if if there's no choice, then there's no choice. But Bobby Dahlbeck, I... I'm not I know he's hitting 324 right now but his stats are a little wonky as I've pointed out nearly half of his hits have been home runs. I don't know how that's going to translate once the the season starts but it's really concerning to to not have Martinez hitting in that spot the the way that he needs to be. If if he comes around then that solves a ton of problems but Right now, I'm just thinking, thank goodness he didn't get that seven-year, $210 million deal that Boris was pushing. And quite frankly, I didn't think that was a terrible deal for him at that time, especially when you're talking Stanton, who was on the trade market that same offseason for nearly 300. And one of the few things Dombrowski got right was to get J.D. at at a market well, below market price, I should say, you know, with five years, $110 million. So we're not stuck I, with him. I, I don't know if JD should have made anything close, like anything more than 25, because you've got a guy that is listed as an outfielder, but really isn't. Stanton, I think, had the ability, I think he was better defensively, and I'll have to check my stats on it. But who would you rather have play the outfield, JD Martinez or, or Giancarlo Stanton? Well, in a perfect world, Stanton is the better defender, but he's absolutely he's not going to stay on the field. That's why you either. pay him more money, right? But yeah. that was pre New York. Like it was like Ken Griffey Jr. leaving Seattle. As soon as he left Seattle, it was like one season. Then the the, the just fell apart. If you could go back to to the let's see, that was after no, that, yeah, that was late twenty seventeen. If you can go back to that point and and Yankee fans pick, knowing what they know now, they would have picked JD, you know, because Stanton just who knows how many games you're going to get out of him. But one of the things I was hoping to see what was JD kind of getting into a rhythm at this point, and week and a half out, we're still we're still not there yet, so. Hopefully they figure it out. Alex Cora, actually, I was trying to get those comments, but he spoke with JD. Yeah, I got the quote right here, actually. he got, Alex Cora says, quote, One thing I keep telling him is we can work on mechanics and all that, but when you go out there, we have to compete, Cora said. And then he says, at that speed of the game, you can't, you can't basically be figuring it out at that point. And then he goes on to say, it doesn't matter if it's February, March, or October. When you get into that batter's box in the big stadium, it's all about competition. So even Alex Cora right now is on record 
putting pressure on on JD. So, um, ho- hopefully they figure it out. And that that's a good thing about having Cora back too, because you know, if he does decide to shuffle him around in the lineup a little bit, he's not going to get mad at him. He respects Cora enough. Uh, he's got the history with him. If it was uh, Sam Fold dropping him to seven or eight, we might have a little bit of an issue and someone might have to speak up in the locker room to, you know, uh, create some cooler heads. But I, I think they have a good enough professional relationship where if one party is struggling that they'll realize that it's best for the team. Before we get into a, a happier area of the team, I do want to point out April's a pretty tough month if you look at the schedule. Start out with Baltimore, then Tampa, then Baltimore again, and then you have the Twins, White Sox, Blue Jays, Mariners, Mets, and Rangers. And I don't know what to make of the Mariners right now. Uh, they're obviously not a playoff team, but they should be gradually getting better. And um, But that that's a tough schedule for the month you you want to i know the majority of us are still in the pessimistic category but if you can get out of that month at or just above 500 then that's not a miserable start (laughs) yeah you got to win those first two series for sure um against baltimore and tampa uh you hope how many off days do we have in between two i was gonna say you hope you might get uh okay you know, so you're facing Tampa's four and they're five. Um, yeah, you know, actually, it might not. If they hit the way we think they're going to hit, that is going to be what's going to be key to the first about 10 or so days, just looking at how it's going to fall in. So um, hopefully the pitching lines up too, but I think the bats are going to be what carries us. So are we saying that we're going, am I, am I getting this on the record that y'all are both saying three and three after the first six? After the first six, no, I want to go four and two at least. What do you think they're so? That's what you want. I, I want them to go. I really want them. To oh, go I think they're going to go four. Oh, I think they'll go four and two. You think they'll go four and two, Terry? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, you may as well tack the third series in there because it goes Baltimore, Tampa, Baltimore. So yeah, fine. Um, let's do it. All right, after nine games, how are we doing? Are we five and four. I, I think seven and three is doable. Let's see. We got. Hold on. We got a three. Yeah, it's winning three series three. in a row. Not okay. So nine games. So you got them going seven and two or six and three. Oh, I thought it was ten games. No, no, it's a three through three. No, it's nine games. Okay. Yep, yep. I got um, it. probably seven and two. Honestly, I think they two. can sweep one of those against Baltimore. Um, I think they can take two or three against Tampa. I really do. Terry, stop smiling over there. <laughs> Tampa worries me. I, I don't. Tampa I, worries me too. Tampa makes me Tampa worries squirm. me too. Uh, and that's the back part of our rotation. So that's Pavetta. Uh, right. I, I don't know who the number four is. Um, Richards or Perez, Not I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just going to say five and four. Uh, we're going to come out of those three with a winning record. But um, but if... I think we're four and five. I think we split <laughs> against Balti. I, I, and this is why. I think we split against Baltimore. I think we win three versus three. They had our number last year. I still don't, I don't feel that good about Tampa Bay. I feel better about Baltimore than I do about than I do about Tampa. So four and five. Remember last year the Red Sox won opening day 
handedly. Handedly. And everyone gave me crap for it. They're like, dude, you said the Sox were going to win 20 games, you idiot. You moron. Yeah, we blew him out that and first then game. This season happened. Yeah, they destroyed him. And then the second game happened. I was like, all right, cool. So this is the closest we're going to be to 500 after game two. So, <laughs> but with Tampa, you know, we're not going to face uh, Glass now. Probably not going to face Rich Hill. That's probably going to be their one, too. So who are we going to see? We're going to see Chris Archer and Colin McHugh. I, I, I like our chances there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Archer's going back to his old home. I think they're going to be able to rework and retool him and make him work the way that they that they always do. Like Tampa and pitching, it's like perfect cohesion. They they just make magic out of garbage, and they make magic out of players that used to have it back to where they were. So I, at the end of the day, it's still Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay still has always done well against Boston, Baltimore. We used to always do well against them, and then last year happened, and I was left with driving but last with my year was out. last year though. I mean, sure. That was a weird year. The Red Sox had no start. They were throwing Matt Hall, like Zach Godley, all these horrific guys out you there. Have we're not me on see them. You have me on record saying four and five after the first nine. Happy to revisit this with the two of you when game nine happens. Well, one of the keys to, to winning is, is going to be to hopefully not get buried right away and to have our bullpen have a chance to, to come in and have their say. And that's the one part of the team right now that's just absolutely phenomenal. Matt Barnes, Darwin's and Hernandez have not, still not given up a run. Kevin McCarthy has been sneaky good in spring training. He's pitched five innings, which is more than Barnes and, and Hernandez, by the way. And he has not given up a run. And then that the MVP of all relief pitchers this season, Garrett Whitlock has pitched nine innings so far of just one run ball. So the bullpen's looking pretty good. Starting off with Andrew, can Whitlock take that closer's job? Closer? No. And I don't think they want to, because that would limit his innings. Um, they're going to look at a guy that can throw three or four innings on a whim uh he can be your spot fifth starter he can hop in whenever you need to if evaldi can't get out of the second whitlock can come in save that game for you um and get you back on track before you know all of a sudden you're like shit we're gonna see a position the player pitching today but yeah he can uh he can stop the bleeding anytime he wants and who knows what the fifth starter situation is gonna look like so you have a guy with whitlock that gives you that option. He might get stretched out enough where you could see him going as your, I mean, opener per se, if he's only going to be scheduled for four innings. But, yeah, he's too valuable to only have in a uh, one-inning spot. And at this point, Matt Barnes has done nothing to give that spot up either. I'm a pessimist on Barnes. I hope it works, though. I like him. I like him. But I just – ugh. Eighth year in the league, and he hasn't still to this day established himself. So it's a stretch to me that he'll do it this year. But but I do think he'll be a quality guy in, in one role or another, regardless. Charlie? So, so, so you're going to have to have me go before Andrew because I've agreed with him three times in a row now. <laughs> that may be a record. Uh, but I absolutely love what, what he's been doing. And 
let, let's be real. Let's be real for a second. Having someone that has this kind of versatility of being able to pitch more than one inning without a hassle, without a problem, incredibly valuable. Incredibly valuable. I did not think that on, I got to check the calendar because I forgot what day it was. March 21st, we would be sitting here saying that Garrett Whitlock would be the more valuable Yankee that we received. Because I thought, oh my God, we just got, we just got out of email and we got, uh, who? Whit- Whitlock? Unbelievable this spring. Fantastic. And nothing gets Ottavino. Ottavino hasn't been bad. Whitlock has just been phenomenal. He's literally given us nine innings of one run ball game, one run game allowing eight hits, has walked zero guys. So 12 strikeouts. Oh, it's like I want him to work with Nate Valdi. Mix it up, change it up, do something different. I don't think he's going to get the closer wreck either. But, I mean, he's got that multiversal role. You can have him go three, four innings. I, I I absolutely agree with Andrew. I think he potentially could get stretched out. Do I see him making a start? I, I don't know about that. I don't know how the Red Sox are going to do spot starts or have someone come in for one or two innings. But let's let's enjoy this. Let's ride this kid out. I mean, he wants to he wants to play. He's def I mean, he's definitely going to be there. There's no question. I don't think that this is a fluke either. I think he's been performing. He strikes out a guy an inning average more more than a guy per inning average i mean he's he's doing great work he's doing phenomenal i i'm super excited to see him play and i never thought in a million years that i'd be saying that uh he would have been the more valuable uh yankee right now that we got um I was just trying to pull up his uh, strikeout per nine right now because he it's more than a strikeout per inning. Um, Andrew makes some yeah, good it's points. 12 and nine innings. 12 and nine innings, yeah, okay. Um, Andrew does make a good point. I mean, he's definitely going to be a stabilizer in, in some role, whether it's bailing out a starting pitcher, whether it's coming in – the seventh inning and the bullpen's a little thin due to the few games prior and, and you'll need him to go the seventh and eighth inning to get to whoever's going to close it out. So it's a nice surprise. I did tweet out on the bastards of Boston account, basically Charlie's sentiments uh, a few minutes ago uh, that he's very likely Adam Ottavino is very likely not the best pitcher we got from New York. And the the I shouldn't say it's funny because you know the the Yankees are injured, but um, not having Britain really destabilizes their bullpen uh, quite a bit, in my opinion. And Chapman's a year older; he's thirty three, thirty four years old. So to have two guys studs in in our bullpen, that's just. <laughs> They're going to be kicking themselves if that's the part of their team that's struggling the most. So, so it's uh, it's definitely uh, nice to see. And the bullpen again, not my concern all winter long. I didn't expect to get Ottavino from the Yankees. We knew we were getting Whitlock early on. I think this we can all agree that we didn't expect such a stellar spring out of him, but, but it has been. Yeah. And this is all without Brazier too in there. So True. at this point, yeah, 
if he's anything like what he showed at the end of the season, that's just another great arm that we're going to have throwing high 90s. Uh, good options for Cora to play with in the back end of games. I'm looking at Hernandez a little closer right now. He's pitched in only three games so far. Five walks. Five walks. In yeah, he's been three innings. he's been quite wild, uh, especially last game out there. He really couldn't find it, but was getting out of every jam. I don't know how he's been doing it, but he definitely has. He's been uh, making it a lot harder on himself than it needs to be, unfortunately. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting with him too because he hasn't allowed a hit either. He walks a lot of guys. He loves to throw pitches. I think he hit someone too. Uh, he hasn't given up a hit. <laughs> hasn't given up a run. Uh, is not averaging uh, you know, a strikeout per inning yet. He's averaging almost two walks an inning. That's scary. But um, I mean, it's just it's more just frustrating. You know, like you haven't allowed any hits. You strike a couple guys out. You just walk everybody. Why? Like, what's going on? Like, how do we fix this? And I think part of it is the fact that, how, how old is, is Darwin's in? He's, what, 23, 24? Something like that. Yeah, he's got to figure yeah, this out. Yeah, he's 24. He's 24. Okay, he's got to figure this out. Um, he has to figure it out. Um, you can't have someone this talented, um, you know, with a K9 of, like, 10, 11, but, like, a, a BB9 of, you know, 9.02. You can't be... You can't be um, walking a guy in inning, not as a potential future closer. That's just, it's unacceptable. And you could throw gas all you want, but this wasn't what he was doing last year. And I'm not worried about it. I think he'll, this is just spring training. He'll get figured out, fine tuning, and he'll do what he does best. Another guy uh, not getting any love whatsoever. His stats are not sparkling at the moment, but Josh Taylor is off to a decent start. 2.08 ERA in uh, four starts so far. And he he's a guy I, I thought has shown the potential to be a late-inning guy if you needed him to be. And I think we have so much depth right now that, that we're not going to need him to be, but he could be another quiet weapon out of that pen. And he's one of our two lefties. I was going to say, yeah, throwing, being a lefty is definitely giving him a little more job security. And he's not battling out for that spot like uh, a lot of guys are right now. He, I, he's definitely pitching his way into more confidence from Cora. So I I don't think he's going to be relegated to mop-up duty. They'll, I don't think they're going to have too much concern throwing him to high leverage situations, say, in the seventh and now probably seventh inning for now. I'm also not worried about him either. I, you know, we, we've already, he's a lefty. He's also, I think he's the same age. If he, he might be a little bit older than Darwin's and Hernandez, but um, not worried. Like we're, we're talking about this before and it's, it's one of the only things that I'm actually not, I'm not angry about. I'm not frustrated with. I feel good about this is our bullpen. Like our bullpen has been doing real well. And we had strings last year in 2020, even though it was kind of a, a weird goofy year where the bullpen was doing some great work. It was a starting pitching that just wasn't getting it done. So even more reason to have add value in these pitchers like Garrett Whitlock, who are going two, three innings, who it's not if a starter has a poor performance, it's going to be when a starter has a bad performance because every team has one of those every once in a while. Some teams are going to have them more frequently. We're going to have them hopefully not that frequently, but if we do, Whitlock's going to be there and he's going to at least 
hold the dam together a couple of innings and hopefully we get some offense together. I- I'm actually feeling I'm feeling good about the, the bullpen. I feel happy about it. And w- what about McCarthy, though? Because he has an opt out if he doesn't make the team and we won't have Brazier to start with. And his pitching right now justifies making the team. You talking about Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, five strikeouts in yeah. five innings, no runs given up. Hasn't walked we, anyone. <laughs> do we think? Do we think he get claimed though? I think he would. I think he would accept like an assignment if they could. I just don't see him giving up that paycheck. He didn't do I do bad. Know. Like both runs that he gave up so far this spring are unearned. Like, he's done very well. If he was a lefty, I'd say then Taylor and him might have some competition. But he's a right. He's not a lefty. So then it becomes a question: Okay, who would you consider sending down? Darwin's and Hernandez. He's got options. Send him down and see what McCarthy does. And if it doesn't work out, then cut him or put him on waivers and then add Darwin's and Hernandez. It's it's not like we we don't have options. We do have some relievers that do have options. No pun intended. We can send them down a trip to Triple A. I was going to say to Pawtucket, but to Worcester, uh, that's going to be so hard to get used to. But uh, you could make a case to keep him. He's had four four relief appearances. But if you get rid of Hernandez, then you only have Taylor as your lone lefty. True. In that boy, it's not like they have left-handed depth in triple a either you're going to be looking at a matt hall or a steven gonsalves oh, so, oh god um, don't do that yeah I, I i really i think for that reason a guy like darwin's in is pretty much locked in to a spot he's just got he's got the stuff that's the problem i i do think they'll want him working with the major league pitching coaches pretty much day in day out um going through his workouts. So I, I I don't see a way that Hernandez gets sent down at this point. All right, so not Hernandez. I mean, let, let, let's be real, because the guy... So then he, probably he walks... Austin Bryce is your most likely guy? All right, does anybody love Austin Bryce? No, that's what I'm saying. I, I think if anyone got replaced, it would probably be Austin Bryce. He's not lighting it up. He's getting, like, he's no, he's doing terrible. Anyone. Getting he's getting right lit now. up is the yeah. problem. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Okay, uh, how many options does Bryce have? Um, I don't even think you care about it at that point. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so, I don't okay, see another team claiming him. <laughs> uh, same thing. So, I mean, we, we know that Hernandez, I was throwing Hernandez's name out there. He's a lefty, okay. he's a rookie, gotcha. and he throws fire. Dude, I mean, mm-hmm. you look at the last two years, he's averaging closer to two strikeouts per inning. The scary thing is just the walk number. If he can oh, yeah. fix that, if he can tweak that, that's, I mean, I've been harping on this. Like, I want him to be the closer of the Red Sox. Like, I, I really want him. So I'm actually I'm curious. So I'm gonna actually look up what Bryce has as far as options, and let me see. So Bryce isn't getting claimed. Valdez is probably the only he has no other guy. Left. Yeah, no whatever. options. Left. But no, no one's, one's claiming. Yeah, exactly. Valdez is probably slated to be in Boston to start the season. That's another up in the air guy um, that you could probably get rid of, or not get rid of, but send down. I mean. One of those guys is going to have to go down when Brazier is back anyway. Agreed. So well, He's got two um, year, two options left, too. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, and then Bizarro is going to force his way up eventually, too. That That's a given. He's pitched great, and he is going to be up. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. 
I've got just a list here. So there's going to be nine spots in the bullpen. And I um, I can only come up with seven guys that are, are no-brainers, and, and McCarthy is one of them. So you got Barnes, Ottavino, Whitlock, Hernandez, Taylor, Andres, McCarthy, and then there's two spots left. I think uh, Hero is going to be in there. Obviously, oh, he's yeah, working that's through right. some things. Yes, that's right. So that leaves one spot left, which mm-hmm. would still probably be Brazier's at, at some point. Yeah, I don't. Did they happen to throw out any estimated time for him? They say when he might be back, uh, thrown to thrown to hitters at all. I have no idea. He's only been with so the right club now, for a couple weeks. Yeah, so five days ago they were talking about uh, something on Brazier. Fractured his fifth metacarpal on his throwing hand. Anything throwing hand related. Well, that was, that, that was Thanksgiving, though, so that was in November. Okay, so let me let me see what I can find then because... I, I haven't seen Brazier pitch. So he I, he I, hasn't I been in comment. camp. He's been yeah. dealing with some personal stuff. Oh, I uh, thought they said. They I thought he what. did come back last week. No, did he come back? I think okay. so. He's just not. He just hasn't been able to get into games yet. Um, yeah, it's going to take a while for him to get up to speed. So I, I would assume most of uh, April before he does come up. But yeah, so I think a a case could be made for McCarthy one way or the other right now. If if they valued him that much, they could start the season with him. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. If he keeps showing up, uh, it's definitely an option in there. And again, it's we're not talking about the second guy in the bullpen here. We're talking about the sixth or seventh option. So right. this isn't one of those things that's going to make or break the season, luckily. <laughs> Yeah, this all right. So, uh, just checking out another article that Brazier threw a bullpen session a couple days ago is not is not going to be there for the start. You know, for the start of the season due to a personal matter, did not give a timetable as to um, as to when he'll be there. Um, but they're saying it, it would be minimal time. So, uh, good good call out on the, uh, the the fractured hand. So. He's he's in fine shape. He's throwing bullpen, so I'm I'm happy to hear that. But whatever the situation is, like here's the thing: if it ends up being um, mental health, if that's really the situation, you know, God forbid, it's not going to be like a Skip Bayless, like you know, get over it. Take the time you need. Last well, year was, you know, he had a death in the family actually, but they didn't say who. You know, was it a kid? Was it a, a parent? You know, a father or something? So, um, I can still tax your mental health, though. But I yeah, can still tax your mental health. Yeah, you know that that was so, the the personal issue. Um, we wish him well. Yeah, and leave it there. He's back now, so I'm I'm sure he's working through it. I, I think his focus right now is to get back to the team as as quickly as he can. I'm just worried with Brazier that the wonky start not being ready not having pitched a ton over the winter he's just a guy that you want to have a normal start a normal rhythm and 
Um, so ho- hopefully when he when he finally does show up, he'll he'll be firing on all cylinders. You got some, Andrew? No, I was just looking more into Brazier. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. I got sidetracked just going in. I was looking at the end of his last season and then uh, just trying to see where it was where we was at right now. Yeah, extremely solid all the way through last season. I, he was probably our best reliever, arguably. He really was. Yeah, he he was a bright spot. I'm actually kind of shocked that they didn't consider moving him uh, with how he was performing. I'm sure he could have gone in peace. Yeah, and Renicky was even using him in ways that I wasn't comfortable with, like bringing him in with runners on and he was getting out of it. <laughs> I was like, jeez. But, yeah, one of the – started one game. Brazier started one. Yeah, he opened right. Yeah, yeah. That was that was another one that was just like, wait, I'm sorry. I think I think I misread that. Yeah, Ugh, I'm just so glad we don't have the Matt Halls. I I guess Kyle Hart's still um, with the team, but I don't want to see any of those names from last year. Walden got DFA'd or something, right? Did he? I, I thought he <laughs> he's was. one of those guys. I never remember what he's doing. I, he's such a forgettable figure for me. I don't know why I feel bad for saying that. And tw- twenty nine, uh, it looks like he was an NRI guy. Okay, twenty nineteen though. I thought he had some potential. Like I, I thought he could be one of those more solid arms, but he just fell apart last year. So. Yeah. yeah, they designate so uh, Walden ended up getting designated because they added Marvin Gonzalez. Okay, that's why that happened. Yeah, and yeah. I, so he got designated a, a month ago. Yeah, because it, it took him quite a while. It was almost a week before he was officially announced because they they didn't know what they were going to do with that spot. Yeah. Yeah, well, all right. We're uh, kind of on the shorter side of the spectrum. Well, it's almost an hour. Uh, anything else that you guys want to mention? Anything on your minds? No, we'll just hope the pitching gets uh, back on track this week. We see a couple more good performances and uh, get a little more hype up for, for opening day. Yeah, I'm feeling the same thing. I think uh, my one thing that I'd like to see prior to spring training um, – Devers and J.D. Martinez just hit one home run. I just want one home run from each of them. Just one. Not asking for a lot. Just one. Has Devers not hit one? Devers has not hit one. Really? No, Devers has hit a few. Oh, okay. That yeah, I've Devers seen... had a – he had that one absolute mammoth uh, job against the Rays. Devers has hit three. Kiermaier in his wow. car. I do. <laughs> he Rough hasn't had too much today. outside Rough of there, day. but yeah. He he's put a charge in a few times, but uh, Angel it's not Angel consistent. Hernandez performance tonight, y'all. <laughs> Angel Hernandez performance behind this mic today. Uh, I, but the games that's that what spring seen, training's for. Thank you, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this much: um, of all the concerns that we've had pitching wise, JD Martinez hitting because we've still seen some bright spots. Um, we've still seen some bright spots from. The starting rotation bullpen's been money uh hitting has been for the most part pretty nice and a couple of outliers you know you got Dahlbeck who either hits a home run or strikes out uh would we be the most concerned I think last thought with JD Martinez right now really only having a couple decent moments of or sparks of like the past is that our major concern right now going into 2021 
I mean, I think that's fair to say we he's he's definitely uh, top of the list for concern. Yeah, I mean the the whole construction of the lineup really does depend on JD. So from an offensive standpoint, that's that's concerning. I mean, a player could get injured, but they're going to be back. You, we don't know if JD is going to be back from a performance standpoint. So um, that that's definitely my biggest concern offensively. Also, um, I've the pitching matchups unfortunately uh, haven't really been posted. We know Rodriguez is going tomorrow, and regardless of what he looks like, I mean, we're not going to be too concerned uh, about whatever he does. So there's nothing beyond that. I noticed Wednesday is a night game, a six oh five start on Nesson. So. Um, Charlie's got a fantasy draft, but I don't know if we'll uh, end up recording that night. Uh, uh, that'll probably be over by, I'm assuming, no later than 10 anyway. Um, right. But we could record on Thursday. So it'll just depend on when the next show is. Um, and But the, whatever night the next show does fall, we will. Um, that'll be the last, basically, spring training show. We've got the preseason uh, excuse me the the entire season preview coming up a week from today where we will be picking all of our division picks MVPs, Cy Young's World Series matchups and whatnot all all five of us will be will be on the show for that so I'm uh, actually really I'm curious to see who everyone has for that yeah that's always I'm a fun very show. curious yeah yeah We've never really gotten to do a playoff preview show. It's that's always gotten so screwed up in the previous years. So uh, right. it'll be fun to finally uh, do that this year with, with the normal crew. So for the listening audience, we'll be back as always at some point in the midweek to discuss what's gone on between Monday and whatever night that ends up being. So. Look for us to return then, and uh, we'll be back next weekend as well for the season preview. Take care.